Okay, welcome back everyone to another episode of Ijoma, the Ijoma podcast. Um, as usual, this is a space that is for Black women, by Black women, by for African women, by an African woman. And we pretty much just talk about life as it relates to our experiences, because what else do I know? Really nothing else. Um, and that's what we do over here. So if you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you for joining us. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Um, I appreciate every single one of you. So, okay. I'm just going to jump right into it for this episode. Y'all have been like mentioning every single time I ask my Instagram, what should I talk about? Every single time I ask my friends, what should I talk about? They're always like, talk about dating, talk about dating. So we're going to be doing that starting today. I'm launching a new series that I'm going to be calling hashtag dating while black. That's pretty much like talking about dating experiences, how to navigate like dating, relationships and all of those things. Because I feel like it's really hard to talk about like relationships or dating in just one episode because it's there's a lot of things that go into, you know, navigating that part of our life. Um, so how this series will work is I'll be having guests join us and they'll have like different experiences, different like ideas, different opinions. Um, all will be black women, they'll all be black women. And my hope is just like, one, you have options of who to listen to and like whose advice to take. But then also so I'm not just talking about dating by myself because I don't want to listen to that. And starting this episode, I actually have a friend of mine here today. Um, so if you haven't figured out already, this is an anonymous podcast, being that I don't I don't say my name. And if you know me personally, then you know who I am. But if you don't, then I'm just a regular stranger to you. But because we'll be having guests for this series, um, I'll be using, like, <laughs> how do I explain this? Basically, I'll be using a fake name. And my guests will also have the option of using a fake name when they're introducing themselves while we're speaking. Um, so it's easier for all of us to like, you know, know who's speaking and things like that. Um, yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself first or should I introduce myself? Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So for this episode, and I think for every other episode, my name is Cassie. So... <laughs> Okay, so Cassie's like, you know when you meet just like random men, usually like older men or like white men or just people you don't want to talk to and they keep like bugging you for like your number or your name. The name I always give them is Cassie because truly how will they find me? Um, And I feel like my actual name is just not popular enough that like if they really wanted to find out who I am, they would find me. So Cassie is the name that I will be going by. And now my guest will introduce herself. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Selena, <laughs> which is also a fake name. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, I'm really happy to be launching this um, like series with you. I feel like we talk about dating all the time. It's all we talk about. It's all we fucking talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I... Honestly, it's one of my favorite conversations, especially with you. Like, they're just always like lighthearted and like funny, yeah. you know, not stressful. So, I like that. Okay, so um, what I started doing a few episodes back was I would start like each episode with um, something called Who to Follow. So, that's where I share like 
either someone that's an expert on whatever topic we're talking about or just someone that I come across in my regular like social media browsing. I'm like, hmm, I like their content. Maybe people can follow them. Um, so that's how I usually open up my episodes. And I think for this episode, I already told you about this person because we did her work. But our who to follow for this week is Shannon Boudram. Um, anyone who doesn't know who Shannon Boudram is, I don't even know what you're doing with your life because how are you? I don't even know. No words. No words. Um, Shannon pretty much is, I think her job title is um, like certified sexologist or something like that. But basically, I follow her for years and she is just someone who talks about relationships, dating, sex, all of that on social media. She has like various TV shows, um, I think a few YouTube channels and things like that. And I feel like if you're anyone who has been failed by the education system or failed by your family and friends who didn't teach you anything about how to navigate relationships, um, she is someone that really breaks things down really easily. Um, what do you think about Shannon when you like looked at her? I, I watched a few of her videos. She's cool. I like I like that she talked about things that I normally would be like very uncomfortable about and I didn't feel weird at all when I was listening to her talk. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did watch that kissing video and it was not what I expected. I, I recommend everyone look it up. On YouTube. Like I really <laughs> thought after all these years they would have taken it down. Because there were actual people who were like commenting. It was a whole thing. People were like, take this pornography off of YouTube. And she's like, um, no, it's for educational purposes. I, I love her so much. I love her too. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess segue into what we're talking about today. Um, dating. And pretty much how do you... Like, I don't know. So when we talked, I think last week, I was mentioning that... When I was thinking about like this series, like how do we even start talking about dating? Um what would be a good first place to start and we sort of agree that like starting from a place of like imagine you're someone who has never dated before and you're just very curious about like how do i start this whole relationship journey or maybe you're someone who has been dating but you just want to you know restart things and like revamp your dating life where do you start from and i think a lot of people would agree like a good first step is just figuring out where you are and like that's a very big topic like a very big like task um but I think it's worthwhile as like a first step what do you think yeah definitely and that's my biggest criticism of a lot of couples is I don't think they took that step and they just went right into the relationship yeah honestly like I feel like you know how they say um like when you're in a relationship like when you're in a marriage it's like you and another person make a whole person and like that's stupid like, yeah. I feel like we should all be whole people coming into this relationship, because if not... Yeah. A lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, before we go into talking about, like... Okay, so, I guess for people who are listening, um, Celine and I, we're, we're working based off of this book that Shannon Boudram wrote. It's called The Game of Desire. And it's where she breaks down, like... So the book is called Game of Desired, Five Surprising Secrets to Dating with Dominance and Getting What You Want. I really love that title. And she breaks down like how do you become this confident person who goes after what they want in relationships. Um, breaks down into like different steps and gives like exercises and like tips, tricks, things like that. 
but I feel like before we go into that um maybe you're curious maybe you're not about like our own dating histories our own like what have we been up to <laughs> what do we do in our dating lives um yeah so we'll talk about that for a quick second more than a quick second and then we'll go into what we actually you know prepared for this episode um ma'am would you like to start <laughs> I did not expect this question. Um, <laughs> my dating history is pretty short. Okay, I started, um, I grew up in a very strict family, a lot of brothers, so I actually kind of believe, looking back, like there was no way I could have dated when I was younger with all the brothers that I had and just like the life I was living. <laughs> um, so I started dating very late, I would say like 18. That was my first real introduction. And even then, I didn't really date. I just then started to notice guys and talk to guys. And then my first relationship was a weird one. It was when I was studying abroad and I dated someone there and I felt hard into that vacation love. Um, it was my first love. It was a language barrier. It was um, a lot of, it was a lot. <laughs> and then I came back and we broke up. We did long distance and then we broke up. And then that was my first like real relationship. And then I think I waited, I don't know how long, a year? And then I talked to someone else and then we we fell into a relationship. I did not mean for it to happen. <laughs> um, I ended up in a relationship. I didn't know what I was doing. And then we ended it. It was a good, nice winter relationship. And then it ended like last year around now. Mm-hmm. and that is it that's my history so what are you doing with dating now like wh- where are you like currently in your dating Girl, life getting ghosted <laughs> i am struggling <laughs> i mean covid was a whole thing and i don't know but i'm what are we going to talk about the song thing because i think that'll explain Ooh, towards the end towards the end okay so uh, basically i'm at a place where I know I'm not gonna, and I told my therapist this and she laughed at me for like 10 minutes. I told her, I don't want to date the person I'm gonna marry yet. Mm-hmm. She was like, what? <laughs> and I, but it's true. I don't think I'm ready to be with that person that I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. Although I really do want to spend the rest of my life with one person. Mm-hmm. But I know where I'm at right now is not ready for that. So the people I'm around are jokers. Like the guys I talk to are not real. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And I feel like that's also where I'm at right now. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I should even classify how I started dating as dating, because I feel like it was all just a, a joke and we're all deceiving ourselves. Like, when, when you're in like high school back home, right? Because we're all in boarding school, like you're in school, like, I don't even know, 10 months out of the year. So you're not really like going out or doing any of those things. Um, but the two months you are home, like in, you know, tiny intervals here and there, um, then you meet people. But it's also all a joke because we're all dating multiple people. We're all just like, you know, <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, boyfriend number one, number two, number three, number four. Like it's all just a joke, popularity contest, all of those things. Um, so I wouldn't consider any of that like, actually really dating like um but i probably started dating a little bit more like intentionally after i graduated high school 
um, so I was like, well, I'm kind of an adult. I really wasn't. I was like 15, 16. So I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not an adult at all. But, you know, let's act like we are. Coming into university, like, I feel like they're always like, you know, face your books, don't deal with men, all of those things. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do that when I come to school. But if I do start dating, I want it to be, um, like, not just a joke, you know? But then I came to this country and I started dating and very quickly I realized that like the men in this country aren't serious and truly are not worth my time. <laughs> like I I think the one thing that I kept getting all the time was um that really shocked me was like men here or maybe it's also just because like age differences they always wanted you to be able to drop everything and be with them whether it's like for a weekend or like you know having plans like every single day i don't think any university student has that much time every single day you know um so i was kind of like okay no longer serious dating we're just going to date for fun and i did that all through university and then since graduating i'm also now at the point of like i do want to like you know meet someone that i'll the rest of my life with but i'm not ready for him like if he came to me right now i would tell him to wait a few years you know um so until he's here i will keep playing around with my life um but yeah i feel like that's kind of like where i'm at right now with dating but i really like dating like i love going on dates i love like the process well that's why i hate the process of like getting to meet someone but i like the process of like i don't even know I like I like if we could have the experience of dating without men or without like <laughs> the actual process of like getting to know them, having to go out and meet them, you know, deal with like their attitude, like I would be perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you changed my life a few months ago. You said I'll only go on great dates from now on. Because <laughs> why waste your time with mediocre dates? Yeah. Like, if it's bad, get up and leave. The worst you can do is what? Yeah. Which you've done <laughs> multiple times, honestly. Like these men are not worth it. It's not worth your time. Just like sit through an uncomfortable situation. I agree. Yeah. I'm a little different. I think we're mostly on the same page, except I actually like the games part of it and the like dealing with their attitude. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> it's the most fun for me. Uh, these men, you can't live with them. You can't live without them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so thank you for that. I really liked, um, I don't know, I feel like dating is just like a very, it's an interesting experience, but it's also like dating priorities change with time, you know, like it's not always going to be, I'm trying to find my husband, I'm trying to find the man of my dreams, because sometimes you just want to date and actually see what you're into, and like, you know, things like, what is your type, things like that. Um... So now we'll move back to Shannon's book, The Game of Desire. And so she, in this book, she worked with like six, I think six or five women. And she takes them through like exercises um, and like activities of like, how do you discover yourself? How do you discover what you want out of a relationship? Um, how do you have, you know, the confidence to grasp what you want, things like that. And one of the very first exercises she has, um, there's women do, it's called like a, what does she call it? Let me see this book. She calls it like a how do you like your love 
workbook in the book and I really love that title um and it's supposed to be like this mind-blowing self um you know exploration type activity where you just figure out like who are you in different ways whether it's like how do you like to love how do you like to love others um what are some of like your triggers what are some of like um the things like what are what are your passions what drives you what doesn't drive you things like that um so she created like a mini version of that workbook and put it on her website and that's what selena and i did and we're going to i guess share some of our responses like our feelings around like what's you know we did um yeah anything you want to say before we before i ask you my questions because i have a few questions <laughs> i just like this workbook i thought i had done all the personality tests and i still found she she really goes through and there's some that like, i've never heard of this one of them was a math test i don't know why <laughs> too, much, too much and i really take my time answering those math questions so, <laughs> am i doing this <laughs> Yeah, but it was good. It was really good. Um, I actually recommend it. Yeah. How did you find the process of like actually doing, um, going through the workbook? Do you do it like all in one sitting? I did. I did. Um, but it probably, yeah, I probably shouldn't have because I got very <laughs> mad at certain points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I had already done a few of the tests, so I. I already oh sorry say that again oh yeah uh, um i was just saying i had already done some of the tests so i just knew my answers for a lot of them yeah nice yeah i i don't know i started and i was like okay i'm really excited for this so i'm working through all of them you know where she has like her section for like put your paragraph explaining what your answer was i think the first two pages i created paragraphs and i put them on there but then by the third period, I was like, oh, this is just too much. Like, I'm just going to, you know, answer, pick my option and just write, write not applicable because I'm not, I'm not making any more paragraphs. I'm done. I'm tired. And her website, it says it takes an hour and a half to two hours. I feel like it took me like four hours at least. Yeah. See? Yeah. It was long. And I will say, and I didn't realize this until the end, but when you submit it, it it's public information. Oh, shit. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to go back and I deleted every answer I did. Then I put a fake email address. <laughs> okay, good to know. I didn't even submit my. I was like, the last, the last set of questions she has, I was like, I'm not getting to this. So I just put all my answers in a Google Doc. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Really, public knowledge, eh? Public. I was reading strangers, <laughs> what they hate about themselves. <laughs> And it has your name and everything. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that's awful. That's not nice. Because, like, a lot of these questions are very, like, vulnerable. And, like, very. they're personal. They're not things that, like, you want strangers knowing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like, I kind of want to just submit anything just so I can go and read other people's. You need to. It was so much fun. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do that. I will do that. Well, did you have any that was, like... Either your favorite quiz or like the favorite like um, like res- result that you got. Uh, the one that stood out, I always Myers the Myers Briggs or the sixteen personalities came up, and I was like, oh, I already know my um, personality type, but I did it just for fun. Anyway, I was like, well, I'll just check. And this is something scary about me is that 
I've taken it three times over the last few years and every single time I get a different person. <laughs> and I'm, I actually do need to stop and reflect about why I'm changing so much and not always in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? That's also, that's also fine. Like a lot of these tests, um, cause they want you to answer based off like your current situation, like your current, um, you know, sense of who you are. Um, so it makes sense. Like as we're growing, things change. So and, like passions and like priorities change. Um, mm-hmm. I also really, I think that was my favorite one. I've done it before and I got the same answer, but I never like read through it. But this time I read through every single thing. And when you got to like the relationships part of the Meyer Briggs test, I was like, wow, this is me. It was right? This is me. <laughs> yeah, like I got the advocate personality. Interesting. Yeah, let me, I, I highlighted something that it said. Um, oh my God. When I read this, I was like, okay, just next time at me. At me and just be like, <laughs> Cassie, that's me. <laughs> okay, um, so they said, it can take time for advocates to... Oh, my God, I was so mad. <laughs> it can take time for advocates to find a compatible partner. Some people might think advocates are too choosy, and it's true that these personalities can have unrealistic expectations. Some advocates might hold up for a perfect partner or relationship that ultimately doesn't exist. Oh, That's you. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like... No, this is not. I was like, wow. This thing read me for a fail that more. It's like, wow. They didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't need to. they really did. Wow. Yeah. What about the attachment style? Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm not surprised by that one. I've done this also to a few times. And for me, it's always secure attachment. Um, but I feel like... Even though, like, I feel like for attachment styles, it's a little, the test in itself, I think, is a little weird because it's, um, measures, like, your attachment style for, like, all your relationships, right? Like, I feel for the most part in my relationships, I am very secure. But I think when it comes to romantic relationships, I'm not secure. Like, I'm probably, like, I'm trying to remember how my graph was yesterday. Um... So like for mom, dad, siblings, and like friends, it was all like very dead center secure. And then for partner, it was more to like the middle of the entire graph. So it's like, <laughs> I think it was like secure and like, um, was it dis- dismissive? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. What do you that think was of- a hard one. Yeah. It's the same. It's like, how do I- the way I'm with my friends is so different right? than a partner. Yeah. But I'm secure, and sometimes that test worries me because I'm like, am I just answering what I think is right mm-hmm. and not what I actually feel? You know. I think we should. There's another test I took one time um, on the other podcast that I'm on, and we took a test on like specifically relationship relationship. Um, attachment cells but in relation to like how I think avoidant you are or something like that and mm-hmm. I think about like 60 something avoidant so oh, yeah. I feel like that's that was a little more accurate when it came to like how I am in relationships um mm-hmm. which is like the basic attachment style quiz 
But what you just said too about like where you are in life affects these. It makes sense to me that I'm like, well, right now I'm answering questions like with your partner, do you find it hard to like reveal yourself to them? And obviously right now when I'm dating waste men, yes, <laughs> I don't tell them anything about myself. Exactly. But it's acknowledging that I know in the future I, I will. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also, yeah, like you're right. Like that's also another thing to like um, be mindful of. It's like it's your current situation. But I feel like if you have secure attachments in every other part of your relationship, like of your life, mm-hmm. it will end up being secure when you like find someone that you want to be with. But mm-hmm. if, if you're not even taking that serious, then it's not obviously going to be secure because you're not just going to, you know, be out here trusting these random men. <laughs> exactly. And I think that test has to do, like you said, it's with it's the way your parents raised you. You pretty much continue that style. So if you had parents who showed you enough love and attention, you're most likely secure and you're most likely going to continue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any that like surprised you or like made you like, I don't know, second guess yourself? I liked the one that was, um, I forget what the question was. My answer was I'm modern monogamish or something. Why too? Really? <laughs> That's why too, yeah. That one was so interesting because when I first looked at it before doing the test, I was like, oh, I'll be serial non-committing dating. And then I did the test that I'm modern monogamous. And I really like, I think it really reinforced that I'm, I am, a, you know, romantic i'm trying to get one amazing person what about you i agree like even though it says like um so i think the question for that one was like what is your current ideal relationship structure right and i feel like that also goes back to all the attachment style quiz where it's like in an ideal world this is you know where we see like ourselves when it comes to like relationships and dating um like in our current situation, it's not there. So that's why I thought like this would change things a little. But some of the questions were also just like, um, like they asked something about like your current status as well. I, I think so. So I was not expecting to get get that. <laughs> I expected like casual dating, to be honest. Yeah, and it made me question my. I guess it's making me question my intentions now because I'm like. I just said I love games, I love talking to these guys who don't matter, but then if I'm actually in the mindset of uh, I'm pretty monogamous, I don't know, like, there's definitely a conflict there and I don't know that I'll ever get what I want at this stage then. Yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it, right? I don't know, I feel like... Like, it's one thing to make an informed decision of, like, I'm not in a space where I'm ready to commit to someone versus just um, randomly dating men because that's, you know, like maybe that's what you see as like your only option. And maybe that's just like what you enjoy to do. Um, and you don't have any like wants for like a committed one person relationship. Um, like in, in our cases, it's an informed decision. Like we're like, I'm just not, I'm not ready. Like I'm not there. Like we want, we want it, but it's just not happening right now. Um, so I think that's fine, but it's also a hard place to be in because sometimes when you're doing these like casual, non-committed type dating situations, um, feelings can be caught. And then navigating that, especially when you go into relationships dating, I don't want anything serious with you, you know? Can I call you up for a second? Oh, cool. <laughs> 
I think that you're someone, this is interesting because I think you're someone who the guys that you talk to really want something more with you uh, and you don't often. And I wonder, I just think that's funny, but also like when it comes to this, it's interesting because me and you were making these informed decisions. But part of me is like, maybe, I don't believe in wife material. I think that's a very sexist trope, but <laughs> I do believe in the vibes that you can give out and maybe these guys are recognizing that you're like, you do have these beliefs deep down, even though you're not. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does, it does. Yeah. Honestly, it takes me back to like, I saw this thing on Twitter the other day where they were like, um, people, I, don't, I think I mentioned it to you a while ago, maybe last week, where they were saying people make the excuse of like, they don't want to be with someone um, because of like everything else going on in their lives. But it's like things will always be going on in your life, right? So like, so why do you think, like, what do you think will be different in two years? What do you think will be different in six months? Like life will always be, you know, stressful and like everything going on, changes happening. Um, so there really is no perfect time to like decide I'm ready to meet someone, you know? But yeah. will that stop us from still giving ourselves those timelines? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I don't know. I also really liked um, that one. That was, oh my God, the one part that was like, okay, yes, this is definitely me, was somewhere in the description talked about like modern monogamous. Like they like the idea of one person, um, whether it's for life or whatever, but they also know in the back of their minds that like, if something were to happen, they're okay cutting people off. They're okay being like, you're not the person for me, or, you know, you're no longer serving my purpose. So therefore, I'm out of this relationship. So things like divorce, breaking up are not scary things to them. I was like, yeah. To call you out again? You can block someone (laughs) on a whim. (laughs) I don't know what you mean by that. (laughs) I don't know, I'm a very nice person. what but it doesn't mean you're not nice. I believe in... I think those two can go together. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Honestly, um, anything else about these, um, I guess, quizzes that stood out to you? Yeah, the last one was the apology language for me. I had never done that test. I knew my love... I know my love languages, but apology language, I never even considered. And I thought it was a little weird, to be honest, because I've seen a lot of those things on Instagram that are like, what an apology should be and it lists because it's like i think it's literally every step of this expressing mm-hmm. re- like acknowledging you did something wrong mm-hmm. explaining how you'll change in the future um so this quiz to me was interesting that some we don't all need all parts of the apology i guess and mine were is was very split between expressing it was literally like 50 50 expressing regret and accepting responsibility and the rest i didn't care about I don't care about requesting forgiveness and making restitution pretty much at all what about you I feel like doing these tests have shown me that like we are the same person it scares me and I'm, I didn't want to say it earlier but one of mine the advocate was my longest one so yeah. we're, we are the same person honestly we really are um mine was also but well, mine was expressing regret and then um what was it? Accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, it's one of those things like, you know, 
you know the parts of like when, when people are apologizing to you like i know for me when people are apologizing to me there's certain things that like i look for to be like i take this as, as sincere or not as sincere you know and i know for me it's just like can you even tell me that you're sorry can you even look me in the eye and say i am sorry for hurting you like if you cannot even say that i don't care if you want to accept that you know what you did was wrong i don't care if you want to um make things better like fix your relationship but if you cannot even tell me that i know i've hurt you um i may not i may not see that as something, as something wrong that i've done but i can tell it's affected you and i'm sorry i don't want your apology keep it to yourself it's useless to me <laughs> Honestly. It's true though. I agree. And I almost feel like those other ones um forgiveness, restitution. Those ones to me are more insincere cuz I don't really believe that human nature is that. I don't think anyone can be like I made a mistake. I'm never going to make it again. So I don't even want people telling me that. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Um okay. So doing all these tests. My question to you is what are you taking out of this like how do you think going through this whole you know workbook of how do you how do you like to love how do you feel like this is going to maybe impact your dating or do you think it's not even going to impact your um like dating experiences but just in general what are you taking out of it hmm. i think it's definitely it always impacts my dating to just know myself a little more so this was all really interesting but also nothing really surprised me like um i guess i guess what it means for my dating this is going to sound ridiculous but i think i'm great and this just proved it like every test couldn't have been better for me not saying i got the best answer but like i was just looking through like literally the traits for someone and like you're agreeable you're you're open you're you're like go with the flow carefree like intuitive i just couldn't see any negatives <laughs> um so it, i think it just helps me it was honestly an ego boost and it was like a reminder that when i do want to settle down that person can be very lucky yeah <laughs> what about you i agree i guess the exact same thing like i don't know doing all of it and like looking to my response i was like hmm I put in a lot of great work into myself. So, <laughs> truly, whoever ends up with me, you are getting yourself a whole catch plus more because, you know, one like I truly feel like um I don't know. Yes, a lot of it has to do with upbringing, but I also feel like I have put in work into just figuring out who I am as a person and like things that drive me and like, you know, just also building confidence in myself to be like I'm not going to take nonsense from anyone. Um so it's very reassuring to see these tests and be like yeah that definitely sounds like me. Like mm-hmm. there was anything that was like hmm no. Everything was pretty much yeah. That's a very clear <laughs> like even the mind pattern question the one that had us doing math they yeah. literally called me a skeptic. Like your reasoning style is that you are a skeptic. I was like okay <laughs> and and like what is your issue with me? <laughs> Oh yeah so i really i really liked it and i feel like um you know i feel like for a lot of people they are at this place where like they know themselves especially if you're like in your 20s or you know even if you're a teenager like a lot of teenagers are doing a lot of like self-exploration 
So I think it's just good to know and good to have like those words for yourself to understand who you are. So that when people, um, when like when you get into situations, you're able to fall back into like, okay, here's who I am. And like if you even like Google things to reassure myself that, you know, I've got this or things like that. So I, yeah. I really like it. Yeah, and weirdly, it made me remember how great my other relationships are too. Like, forget the romantic ones. I have such solid family and friend ones, and it really comes through in this yeah. test. I will say, this has been a question I've been asked. It's a big question, so we don't have to go too into it, but part of me, like, I looked through my answers and I was like, look how great I am, like how open and ready I am for a relationship. Part of me thinks, I don't know if you feel the same, because I have such a short dating history and I'm relatively sheltered in terms of dating. Like. Not that I don't put myself out there, but I am kind of like observing right now and then waiting and then I I hopefully will marry one day. But um, part of me thinks like, is this just because I have no baggage yet? Like what if I had been in a few relationships? <laughs> um, would I have, like would I have more issues? Would I not be a secure attachment? Would, you know? And will that happen in the future when I do start to date more? Yeah. What do you think? That's a good question. Like, I feel like for the most part, um, even though experiences can like maybe influence how you respond to things sometimes. Um, also, I guess depending on like who you are and like maybe how old you are, you've reached a point where like who you are is already like set in stone for the most part, you know? So there isn't much like change that can happen. Um, maybe you can grow or like shift things a little bit, but for the most part, you already have like your set value system. You already have like your sets. Um, you know, picture of who you are. So I don't think it will change things that much. Um, but I do think it gives you a little bit of confidence when you do want to start finding that person. Because even, I don't know, having, I don't know, something about like having these words of like, you know, I'm assertive or I'm this or I'm that. It's like when people, um, even, I don't, it just makes you move a, a different way. Just like, if you're going to come to me, come correct, because this is who I am, you know? And I like that confidence. So maybe um, doing this now also just makes you realize that you won't have to go through as much of the baggage because um, you have done that work to, you know, make sure you're at least protecting yourself a little bit mm-hmm. from being in those situations. I like that, yeah. I like what you're saying too about having the vocabulary and the words. Um, cause I think a, that's part of what these quizzes are, right? Like you get the answer at the end and it tells you you're agreeable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe this is something I knew. It is something I knew, but hearing it and seeing it written, it gives me that much more confidence in that that's true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, cause I don't know. I feel like people also make it seem like you know, relationships and love should be this very difficult, hard thing where, you know, there's tears and like all of that. I refuse to be involved in any sort of suffering when it comes to love. I refuse. Like, I just don't have time for that anymore and I'm not doing it. So That's so interesting. I haven't heard people say that. Oh my God, yeah. I, I guess that's what people call like, what is it? Um, struggle love? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like you have to, you know, you have to go through the bad and then you'll meet the good. Or like you can't have the good without the bad. Nope, I only want the good. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like this is also why um, both parties need to do that um, self-reflection. Because then if you're able to even identify what those 
bad parts about like yourself are um then you're able to stop putting in that work so you're not going into a relationship hurting someone else you know because once you start hurting another person like all better off they can very easily now choose to leave and what can you do you can't stop them so yeah i refuse to suffer because of a man i actually love that you said that <laughs> and it makes me think <laughs> i'm looking at like the love languages that's my favorite thing to talk about because it's helped me in every relationship i have in my life and i kind of agree with you right now in <laughs> the fact that i'm about to say this but how hard is it really how hard can a relationship really be like let's say your partner likes gifts and i like words of affirmation and i can wreck it like you like you said having this these words makes me realize okay we have different love languages this is what it means this is where we have to go how we go forward mm. it doesn't sound that hard to me i don't know where the problem is <laughs> i agree i agree 100 percent. yeah like i feel like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that hard like anything that is that hard i don't think it's worth it also though you might need to get like a married person as a guest next episode and they can just tell you <laughs> i hated the last episode <laughs> <laughs> that's fine like i i you know like people will say all the time like you know you don't you can't speak on like certain things until like you're in that situation oh, but uh, i don't know i feel like we've just our our generation of like black women like we've experienced like parents or like family members having horrible relationships so we've also grown up being able to identify what am I definitely not going to put up with, you know? Like, what are those things that I've seen happen in other people's relationships that have destroyed them or just, you know, haven't been markers of, like, a good relationship? And we have, a lot of us have done that work to realize, okay, who am I? What are, like, my limits? What can I take? What can I not take? So I feel like we have a better starting point compared to other generations. Um... And at the end of the day, if things don't work out, there's always someone else out there. I don't believe in soulmates, so I feel like if you fail the first time, try again. It's okay. Life will go on. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. I like what you said too, but the cultural aspect is important because like, you're right, our role models in these relationships are coming from often trauma. Mm -hmm. And we often are very privileged and we're not. So that's already a whole different game, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so we've, I guess we've gone into like, I don't know, I was not expecting to talk about half these things we talked about today, but um, how do you feel about doing a little game? Mm -hmm. I feel like... Good. I feel like... I don't know. I just like hearing about like dating experiences and like dating, you know, whatever. Um, so I have a list of questions and I'll leave it to you. I have them numbered one to five. So we can answer all of them. We can answer like two or three, but I'll leave it to you to like pick a number and I'll read the corresponding question. <laughs> and we will answer these questions. Okay, number if, two. Number two, stop. <laughs> How did I know you would pick number two? <laughs> okay, number two, I don't know if you like this question. Number two is very blunt. Number two says, why are you single? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I got asked this. <laughs> Have you ever been asked this by a guy? I got it. asked it on the last date I ever went on. Oh no! What are you supposed to say? Right, it's like. Mm-mm. <sighs> why am I single? Yeah. So why are you still single? It's uncomfortable. I think, like we said, I'm waiting. It's a, it's a choice. <laughs> I love being single, but honestly, if I'm being real, I, I think there's just no one around right now who's a good match. And I'm saying that for them too. I don't think anyone's really feeling me right now. And I can acknowledge that. <laughs> what about you? No, I feel like in this city, there's definitely better women than there's men. Yeah. And so, you know, like, ugh, it's just a sad reality in this city called Edmonton. Um, why am I single? Truly, I same thing. Like, one, I don't, I really just don't want to. Like, I feel like relationships are, even though it's going to be easy, it's still a lot of work. And like, it does take a lot of time and having that time to like, get to know someone, um, go out with them, be with them. Like, it's just time that I don't have for someone else right now. So I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's truly that simple. And like, I just don't have the patience, you know? Like if I'm going to invest time in someone then I need to know that like, you will make me mad every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. I'm having so much fun. Like I'm. In my twenties, I'm trying to right? party with my friends, hang out with my girls. Like, yeah, why waste time? Honestly, yeah. That's a simple answer. I like that. Okay, um, pick another number. <laughs> four. Okay, four says, "Tell us about the worst date you've ever been on. You've ever been on." Okay, I need a second to think. What okay. about yours? Um, any movie date is the worst date I've been on. <laughs> okay, I feel like this question for you should be the best one, and then you should talk about the time you let someone drive you <laughs> to the country. <laughs> okay, <laughs> best date and then worst date. We can do both. <sighs> but okay. I think that was my, my best um, first date. Like, Yes, that was fine. That was like, I was very impressed by this man, you know? It took a lot of preparation. But I feel like my favorite dates are usually like, really just like me and you. Like whether we're just like walking or we're just like sitting down and talking. Like I I like talking, but I also like activities, you know? So if it's like a board game or if it's like, I really just like activities, so if we're even just playing like, I hate video games, so I'm okay with playing video games. Um, But something like where you're able to get comfortable and then talk, and we're not worrying about like, okay, there's people around us, we have to be quiet or we have to be loud, like I just hate all that. Yeah, yeah, worst date is movie dates. Like, because I just, when I start seeing a date is going to be horrible, I literally just get up and leave. Um, but for days that I've actually stayed at, like, if you take me to the movies, why am I here? Like, I'm meeting you, we're having our first date, and we're going to sit down in a two-hour movie, silence. Mm-hmm. What is this, are we five? No. I hate those dates. <laughs> I hate those dates. And then, these men are always so surprised after. Like, oh, well, it was a really great movie, yeah. It was a great, I, I enjoyed the movie, but I did not enjoy spending time with you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like people just need to put more work into first dates. Just because like it's it's literally the other person's 
even if they know you in regular life, it's like their first time spending time alone with you. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be memorable because I'm also like a sucker for like good stories to tell. And I would like that if for some reason we end up getting married, I can tell our children the stories of our first day. I have to be like, oh God, stop. <laughs> I think that the lesson from this episode should just be what you taught me that don't don't settle for bad dates. Right? Like great dates, only great dates. 2021. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my worst my worst is just also a genre of like guys. <laughs> This just tells you the guys I talk to. Like, just chilling, watching TV at their house. <laughs> you have to drive them home because they don't have a car. <laughs> That's probably the worst. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I shouldn't have brought that up. Um, <laughs> and then my best date is probably it probably be what you're... I can't, I can't think of one. And actually, this is sad too. I, I was talking to a friend the other day. Like, I don't think I've ever had one amazing date where like because i've had a few where the guy does something that i think they think is romantic so like i don't know buy me flowers and like i'm not saying that that's bad but it didn't show that they knew me or what i wanted um or like dinner a fancy dinner and it's just knowing me like i i didn't enjoy it so i think i'm still waiting for a date where like they took into account what i would like to do and yeah yeah okay so I guess I'm going to pick another number for you because this is this maybe will give you another thing to answer. It's so if you have to describe like your perfect dates, like what would be um, a perfect first date for you? Okay, I'm probably doing something. So like the closest I've got is doing an activity, going even walks, I like or like going skating. Oh, going to maybe like a soccer game that'd be fun. Um, just something action-oriented what about you um yeah i agree like activities especially if it's an activity that like that's not like too serious like something that's like very lighthearted, you know um i like those but at least we're both comfortable um because truly i hate like being super super dressed up for first dates i hate it just because like there's a good chance it may be a waste of my time and then i'm wasting all this makeup and good clothes it's not worth it um so anything where we're able to talk and then we're also able to like um do an interview at the same time i like that mm-hmm. yeah um okay do you want to just answer the other two questions yeah i'm ready <laughs> okay which one do you want to answer first we have question one and question five one okay number one um what is your biggest dating pet peeve What's yours? Oh, I don't know. You can think about this. I I feel like a lot of things annoy me when it comes to dating. Oh, Uh, I have it. (laughs) This is something I learned about myself. Um, When they can't spell. (laughs) And I don't want to say names right now, but it's happened a few times. Um, 
And then that extends to like people who just can't, they don't know things. They don't know the, what a word means. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. That sounds so elitist, but it's true. It's no, true. but it's true. Like texting someone and like, especially when like the conversation is flying really good. And then they text mm-hmm. you, it's like, you know, an error in there. It was like, oh, you destroyed the whole thing. You destroyed the oh. whole thing. And I think weirdly a part of it is like, and this is a, I have to analyze this. It's like, how can I end up with someone and you're going to teach my kids this spelling? <laughs> and then I have dumb kids. <laughs> my black sons will be dumb. <laughs> oh my God. No, you did not just say that. <laughs> Crossover. Oh, wow. <laughs> No, truly, like, I feel like whenever people do stupid things, I just think of, truly, like, how, how would our future be? Like, I can't correct you every single time we're out together. It's not possible. No. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Imagine bringing them home to your parents and they can't say it. They mispronounce words. <laughs> no. And then my mother, that woman can be very... Uh, you never know what's going out of her mouth. I just wouldn't want that to <laughs> someone. It's not, yeah, we're saving you. Listen, we're saving you from the future. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. That's something like that happening in front of Amanda. I don't want to. I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, I don't know. I think for me, one of my biggest dating peppies is like, if I'm still getting to know you, and you call me, you're most likely getting blocked. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's unpack that. <laughs> I think phone calls are super awkward. I think phone calls also cause me a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And if you're someone that I'm still getting to know, I would like the option of at least thinking about what I want to tell you before I tell you, you know? But especially when we don't like plan to have a phone call. You just randomly out of the blue call my phone. Worse when you try to make a video call. You're definitely getting blocked. Definitely getting blocked. Because who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? What is giving you that confidence to just pick up your phone, dial my number, and expect me to answer? (laughs) Very disrespectful. No, I don't like it. The best part about this is I know it's happened to you. I can't even imagine your reaction. Oh my, no, the first time that like, like for the most part, like, I'm not, here's the thing, if we're, say we've been talking for like a month, right? And you call me, that's fine. But if, we talk, if we've been talking for like, um, say like a week or something, or we've gone on our first dates, um, and like the week after you're trying to call me, don't call me. <laughs> the first time it happened, I literally told this man, um, don't ever call me again without you giving me a heads up and then giving me the choice to say yes or no to this phone call, right? Don't call me again. And he tried, he thought I was joking. He called me again. And let's just say he just hasn't spoken to me again in a few years because it just won't happen. <laughs> Another man one time called me after I told him in person, you can text me whenever I respond to you when I'm available, but don't call me. And he called me. And as he called me, I blocked his number. Cause I just, I just can't. Before the rings were done, he was blocked. <laughs> he was blocked because no, no. 
very rarely will I just like block you the first time. Like first time I'll tell you. Like I don't like phone calls. Um, we can talk now since I already answered. But let's not do this again. <laughs> but if I've told you and you choose to still go on and do it, yeah, this is done. I think, but some people think that's so romantic, right? Like and personal and intimate. You don't agree? I I agree. Like it can be. It can be. But that's also just why you have to. If someone tells you, if you try something out the first time and they tell you, I don't like this, you know? Like, it's like a, a friend of mine, this man, trying to get to know her. He he tried to give her, like, a, I think it was a, a handwritten letter. And she's like, what do you think this is doing for me? I don't want letters. I don't want you, like... And he thought it was going to be this, like, huge romantic gesture. She's like, no. <laughs> like, what is this? Am I five? So I feel like sometimes, especially these men, they have an idea of what they think is romantic or what they think, you know, a girl will like. Um, and regardless of what, you, you know, if you tell them or not that I don't like this or I do like it, they still go ahead with it anyways. That's so true. Yeah. Can't deal with that. Okay, my last question for you. Um, if you had to pitch yourself to a dating show, how would you describe yourself? Especially now having all these words. Um, that describe you. Can I say, first of all, when you were matchmaking thing, <laughs> like I was ready for that to happen, <laughs> and I thought I was gonna like come on the podcast and you're gonna bring a guy, <laughs> and we're gonna get set up. <laughs> so this is a great question. <laughs> I was ready for it. So. If you hear this pitch and then you find you feel interested, you can DM the podcast. <laughs> and then we'll see you'll if set it up. decide if you're worth it. <laughs> I'll send I'll send a picture to you. Don't worry. Um I think I would pitch myself as <sighs> probably using a lot of the words from this workbook, but like I feel like I'm very easygoing. Um I like to debate a lot. I like to I like to argue a little bit. I learned that about myself. I'm very fun, I'm very caring, but I do like to argue and I do like a little bit of conflict in a relationship with you. Um I'm very family oriented, but I hate when people say that, but I am. Uh I'm I'm just great. I'm great. Let me think more, but I'm great. <laughs> what that, about you? See that's confidence, you know? Like who are you? <laughs> I, here's my name and I'm great. Like, <laughs> what else do you need to know? <laughs> like, I'm a whole catch. What do you want? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I would describe myself. I feel like we should have done these for each other. Oh my God, stop. Okay. I know what I would say for you. Um, so if but I you say, say yours, wait, you say yours though. My own, like, what though. for myself? Okay, no. Yeah. And then we'll switch. Okay. So for me, I would probably wanted to say somewhere in there that um, uh, I don't know. Okay, let's see. Let me look at these answers. Like, I feel like they will have to know that I'm a very emotional person. Like, they'll have to know that, like, to be with me, you need to be able to communicate. You have to be able to talk out your feelings, tell me how you're feeling, what you're feeling, when you're feeling it. Um, if not, this will not work. Um, and like you just also need to be confident in yourself. Like I, I think that's beautiful. Um, I just throwing in some physical things. Like yes, um, 
all well not all men are beautiful but like most some men are beautiful um but if you want to even stand out more to me you just need to have a bald head and a beard <laughs> and be black <laughs> So it will probably start out with like, are you a black man? <laughs> are you a black man with a full beard and a bald head? <laughs> I really just said bald head on I the podcast. Really did. I really did. I really did. See, I feel like before I marry a man, eh, even if he's not the kind of person who enjoys having a bald head, I would need to see him bald. I would need to be like, if for some reason we got into an argument and the only way to make things up to me was if I say, shave your head, <laughs> I would still find you attractive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I've heard you say this before, but I forgot how funny it is. Um... Also, I think I did this wrong. Was I supposed to be talking about me or my future partner? Uh, you. Okay, okay, then. You. Technically, it's just like, what would you, I guess, yeah, it's supposed to be you. But, like, I feel like these are also just, like, things I like. So, mm-hmm. I guess, me specifically, um, yeah, I would also, it would also need to say that, like, for the most part, I am... Like, they just, they need to be fine with the, having a big family, because... I have a big family and if you can't handle that then like you probably can't handle me um and i just truly need them to be passionate about something because i like to be passionate about things that i do like i wouldn't want to be with someone who's just like working a job to work a job you know like i know that's necessary for the most part but i would like for at least some of what you do to like it needs to be more than money that's driving you yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Let me describe. Okay, if I were gonna like sell you <laughs> to a friend, <laughs> I would say Cassie is very direct, very direct person. Like you'll never be confused about where you stand <laughs> with her. <laughs> Um, she's very loyal. She's the funniest person I know. (laughs) Um, very confident, but that also very considerate. Like, I think you come off, um, some people, I think, are a little scared of you. (laughs) Yeah, that's very caring. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Case in point. But, yeah, you're, you're very, very caring, and anyone... Get that first 10 minutes if you would know that. This is very deep. This is getting really right. Much I love you. Um, beautiful, obviously. Beautiful. Uh, I think the guy that you end up with will have to be very laid back, very laid back, like ready to change his whole day. If you wake up in the morning and you say, We're not doing anything you want. <laughs> He'll have to be okay with that, but he'll like it. It'll be a great, like, I think you'll have a perfect balance. Yeah, that's a pretty good, like, I like that. I like that. Well, I feel like the next time I go on Tinder, I'm going to use some of your descriptions of me and I'm going to put that. I'm sending you, I'll send you the paragraph right now. 
I got you. <laughs> I feel like for you, and like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the perfect person for you just needs to be someone who likes to enjoy life. Just like in general, like you know, like someone like, and it's not just about like being spontaneous, but just like you find the joy in little things, you know, and like nothing is going to be. Like grand gestures are great, but they're not the end of life, you know. And someone who's actually going to like <sighs> pay attention to the little things, the little things that annoy you, the little things that make you laugh, and like remember them, you know. Um, what else would I say about you if you're on a dating show? I would probably say that homegirl doesn't realize how funny she is. <laughs> She really doesn't. She really doesn't. Like every single time I'm done talking to you, I'm dying. <laughs> you have <laughs> Um I would also probably say that hmm with some of your passions as well, like I feel like you'd want someone who probably has like similar passions as well. Um, even if it's not directly for like like the work they're doing but at least in their general like value system of life they would need to be passionate about like the same things you're passionate about because you'll talk about those a lot of times yeah wow wow you know me very well what can we say also words of affirmation is my number one so i'm really oh my god look at us i can't do this anymore <laughs> You don't even know. I'm going to come back when you publish this. I'm going to listen to that five seconds when you just talked about me. I'm going to listen to it over and over every day. <laughs> oh, okay. Can we talk about that for a quick second? Like, how important it is for, like, when someone, whether it's, like, friendships or, like, romantic partners, to, like, truly know how to make you feel good about yourself. Like, I feel like that's super important because, like, especially on those days when, like, you don't, you're not really, like, feeling yourself or, like, you know, you just don't even have the words to, like, get yourself out of a funk. But then someone is just able to come with, like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And just make you feel amazing. And you can see it's such a difference between, I don't know about you, I'm thinking of guys specifically who I'll be like, I'm having a bad day or I'm having issues with my family. And the way they come for me is, like, what? You're not even, like, I don't think you even know what's going on, you know? And you, you have no idea what to say right now. Yeah. I agree and like it takes it takes a lot of like courage well not really courage it just takes a lot of um i guess patience to like figure out what your partner's love language is and love them like that regardless of how you like to be loved and i feel like a lot of times we love people the way we're used to getting love and like how we want love to be shown to us but then it's not always the other person's um you know preferred method mm -hmm. And we have to be okay with like everyone doesn't have to love like you and the fact that they don't love like you doesn't mean like your relationship is any less mm -hmm. yeah i think we're honestly we know a lot <laughs> uh, we right. could cancel people <laughs> i don't know i feel like it was more we should literally just have like a support group where we just help people create their tinder profiles and meet men and meet women I don't think it's a bad idea. I think they would pay us for it. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh, that would be amazing. Okay, um, I've had a really great time with you today. 
and I've been looking forward to this last part of this episode, which is where I share, like, I always, always end the episodes with, like, my song of the week or my song of the episode, and it's usually, like, a song that, um, relates to whatever topic we just talked about. So, we both prepared, um, or I guess we, we both chose songs that, um, either describe, like, our current dating situation or, like, the dating goals that we want to see for ourselves. Um, do you want to share yours first? <laughs> um, I chose, this is why I asked before how focused we have to be. I chose a song, it's by Drake Practice. Oh. his Take Care album. And I chose it for two reasons. One is that Drake, I would say at this point, is at his most toxic in his life. And I am also at my most toxic point in life. So I like that. <laughs> he's talking basically about how this girl, it's a very inappropriate song, but he's saying this girl has been like, any other guy she's talked to has been practiced for him. And that's a very toxic thing to say. Um, but I kind of like it. Um, and this is my second reason is that I genuinely plan on that's what I've been saying, I think, and you've been saying the whole time. Is like we're out here talking to guys, not really expecting it to go anywhere, and then eventually we will end up with that one person. And I do see it like practice. I even think this workbook is like practicing. The more guys you talk to, the more even though every experience you have in life is going to prepare you for your future in some way. So yeah, that's my song. Thank you. I like that. Um, my song is... Okay, do you know... You probably know her. Um, did you ever watch Glee? Yeah. Okay, so Amber Riley on Glee. Um, she changed like her musician name. She doesn't go by Amber Riley anymore. She just goes by Riley. I really love that. Um, but she just came up with this song. It's called BGE. And that's called like Big Girl Energy. And I love that song. Like the video when it first came out, it, I literally watched it probably like 50 times. I'm not even joking. Um, one, because like her fiance was in the video and he's beautiful. Bald head and a beard. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Beautiful, um, but also because like the song is actually amazing. So she talks about like how, so for her, bigger energy is like just someone who is confident in who they are, and they know what it is they want and what they don't want. So in the song, she's at this point in her life where she's like, I'm meeting people, I'm dating whatever, um, but I also need them to be aware that like when I say leave, you need to be out. When I say we're done, <laughs> you have to realize that like we're done. Um, unless you're willing to, um, I guess, be vulnerable with me, is what she's saying in the song. Like, unless you're in a place where um, you can actually like take care of my heart, then when I say leave, homeboy, get up and don't ask me any more questions. <laughs> so I really like that. I, I love it already. I'm gonna go listen to it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's you. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, and I really love, I really love her music. Like I've been listening to her a lot lately and like her most recent album, there isn't one bad song in there. They're all amazing. Okay. But yeah, so I usually like add these songs to a playlist. Um, so I will add these songs to the playlist if anyone is interested in listening to these songs. Um, I will also put like the link to the workbook that we did in the description. And 
I think that's about like the end of this episode. Um, thank you for listening to us, you know, and getting to this point. I know this is a little longer than what y'all are used to with me, but I felt like, I don't know, I don't want to police these kind of episodes because one, it's not just me. Like usually when it's just me, it's a little awkward to like talk for an hour by myself. Um, so I really had fun. I had a really great time and I hope you want to come back again because I will plan to ask you again. <laughs> just fyi um but yeah thank you and that is the end of this episode i will see y'all in the next one goodbye goodbye